0: hey y'all and welcome back to the for the one podcast i'm kk hooper your host and this week we are talking about angels like (laughs) halo angels okay um we're talking specifically about the role that they play in the kingdom of god so this is something that's been really perplexing me lately And I just wanted to share with y'all and invite y'all to be curious with me, but maybe this will spark some research on your part as well, just to see like, okay, what are these things that we encounter all the time, but also like are so like crazy to our understanding and don't seem natural and all that So get curious with me, get your Bibles. I will be going through a lot of scripture today if you want to look up just to see the proof in God's word throughout generations. And yeah, let's get started. Y'all, when I was little in first and second grade, I was on a basketball team. Well, first, second, third year, I was on a basketball team. We were called the Angels, coached by my dad. My older sisters were on it, too. And every time we did stretches, imagine, like, ten seven-year-olds laying down. And you'd be like, A-N-G-E-L-S. And then we'd switch. And you like, go to our other legs, stretch our legs, like, do our arms and all that. And it was just so funny because every time I was typing, like writing this episode using the word angels or any time I use it in general, I literally think, I, I, I spell it in my head all the way back from first grade when we so intensely like do our little stretches and it just made me laugh. Another story from when I was little that is actually about real angels, like the spiritual being angels, is there was one time, I don't remember like... Why we were so young having this conversation. But my older sister Lauren was sitting next to me. And we were like on the ground in my room. And I think I had just gone through like a big old rabbit hole. Like on YouTube. And watching all these crazy videos of just like ghosts and stuff. And she asked me. She said, do you believe in ghosts? And I was like, "Mm, eh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Sometimes they seem real. Sometimes they don't. Based off what I see. She said, do you believe in demons? I was like, "Uh, I don't really. And she said, well, let me ask you, do you believe in angels? Like, yeah, of course I believe in angels. Like they're there to protect me. You know what I mean? And she said, well, if you believe in angels, then you have to believe in demons and you have to believe in spirits, whether ghosts actually roam the earth or what. She said, you know, you got, if you believe in angels, you got to believe in demons and you got to believe in spirits. And I was like, Oh, wow, that's so true. You're so right. Because I hadn't thought about it like that. And that really struck a chord with me. I remember, I mean, this was like third, fourth grade. I don't know why we were talking about it. But it was just so intriguing to me. And then recently, I said earlier that this has been kind of perplexing me. I've been really curious about it. I started being curious about it when I earlier... Uh, about a month or so ago, I read Psalms 34. And this is a psalm that David wrote when he pretended to be insane before Abimelech. I think that's how you pronounce Ab- it. Abim- yeah, Abimelech, who drove him away out of the, the kingdom of Israel or Judah or wherever David was. And This was, David, like, praising the Lord, like, I'll I'll extol you at all times. Like, it's a really beautiful psalm, especially, like, you know, to teach yourself to pray and be grateful at all times to God. Well, verse 7, like, there's a lot of good, like, quotable verses in here. I mean, those who look to him are radiant. Like, I sought the Lord. He answered me. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Like, very good psalm. But the one that stuck out to me when I read it recently, was... Verse 7, and it says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. You mean to tell me that I fear, respect, like love the Lord in all his mighty power? There are angels stationed around me, stationed or encamped around you. Not just hanging out, not just following you from a distance, encamped fortressing you, like, set up shop, they have, you know, they set up their tents, they set up their girls, they're literally around you, encamped around you, now, I don't know if they're actually like, camping with tents and girls, but you know what I mean, they, they've they set up to stand guard around you, if you fear the Lord, and I just thought, man, like, how crazy is that, that, but it's not, like, it just seems crazy to our, limited human understanding but it's but it's real and very around the same time that i was reading this passage in psalm 34 i also happened to be doing a study in second kings first and second kings and you would not believe actually yes you would believe because it's written in the bible but it was just shocking to me how many things connect and in second Kings six okay Elijah has already been taken up to heaven. Elisha is the head honcho prophet now. This is right after like Elisha traps, or he's about to trap blinded Armenians. Read the story. It's really cool. His servant, though, starting in verse 15 of chapter 6, when the servant of the man of God, the man of God being Elisha, went out early the next morning, and the army with horses, the opposing army, and chariots had surrounded the city. "'Oh no, my lord, what shall we do?' the servant asked. "'Don't be afraid,' the prophet answered. "'Those who are with us are more, are more than those who are with them.' And Elisha prayed, "'Open his eyes, lord, so that he may see.' "'Then the lord opened the servant's eyes,' And he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Y'all, the horses, the chariots of fire, those are angels ready to fight. Like Elisha had the, the ability to see that. And he asked God, open the eyes of my servant so he won't be afraid. So he knows that you're on our side. Like in camp thousands ready to fight on behalf of like the prophet of God. Anyway, that was really cool that I was reading this at the same time, but I mean it literally just proves a point that David was saying the song, like God angels encamp around those who fear the Lord. And so that goes into one just one of, I'm sure, way many that I'm going to be covered in, covering today. But just one of the roles that angels have in the kingdom of heaven. Protectors or warriors? And messengers. We see both throughout the whole Bible. And maybe they're divided even more into that. Um, I don't know. Hey, if I knew, that'd be, that'd be crazy. But we're going to look in scriptures and see how we see them work in the kingdom. So first, starting in Hebrews 1, okay, this one is really, really cool because Paul's kind of going into the role, he's actually saying it as the role of Jesus in the kingdom of God, but in Hebrews 1, starting in verse 5, he's talking about how the Son is superior to angels, so a lot of times people thought like, you know, there was debate. We know Jesus Messiah, God in human form came down. Just dies a sacrifice, atoning for our sins, right? Some people back in the day, especially when it was very new news, they were like, mm, I don't know if he was Messiah. Maybe he's just a really good prophet. What What if he was an angel? Paul says, or the writer of Hebrews says in verse 5, chapter 1, verse 5, For to which of the angels did God ever say, You're my son, today I've become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all of God's angels worship him. And speaking of the angels, he says, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. Going on to verse 14, he says, Are not all angels ministering experience? Sent to those to serve, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. Those that Jesus died to save. Those that Jesus, the, those that believe Jesus is Lord and will receive that salvation. Here, the writer of Hebrews says. He clarifies, first and foremost, no, Jesus is not an angel, okay? There's, you know, God and Jesus, they are one. Jesus is the Son of God, okay? Then there are angels, and then there are humans. And, but it's crazy that both, like, we are made to serve and glorify the Lord, and so are angels, but just in different ways. Which is just really crazy. Even in Revelation, I mean, this is seen all through, angels are seen in the beginning of the Bible, they're seen all the way through, even to the end of the Bible, in Revelation 19, verse 10. So, John was having the vision of Revelation that he had written down, and there was an angel that appeared before him in the middle of, or at the beginning, middle of his vision, and... At this, Paul ri- er, <laughs> John writes, At this I fell to his feet to worship him, but he said to me, Don't do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and with you, and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. Now, John, being just overwhelmed and seeing this bright figure... And Jesus had also appeared to him in this vision too. He was just, oh my goodness, fell to worship. And see how quick the angel was to say, no, like, don't worship me. Get up, I'm not God. And it's crazy because, you know, in, in just like the heat of the moment, he might have seen just this big celestial being. And he's like, oh my word, I've seen, I've seen the Lord. And imagine if in all this glory and all this beauty, this is how the angel appears. Um, I just can't wait to see the face of Jesus. Can't wait to see God in heaven. So, first of all, established. They are servants of the Lord. And like I said earlier, one of the ways they are servants is as messengers. We see it all throughout the Bible. We see it when in Judges when an angel told Hannah she was going to have Samson. We see it in when an angel told Mary she's gonna have Jesus, angel appeared to Joseph in his dream to tell him not to divorce Mary, that Jesus is the Son of God. Um, angels appeared to shepherds when Jesus was born, and they shone like a bright light in this dark field. And an angel appeared to John, giving him this revelation. And there are so many ways they appear as messengers throughout the Bible oh my goodness, can you imagine, like, what if, <laughs> what if instead of texting, we just had like angels all the time, now, that maybe dilutes whatever majesty they may have, but I don't know, it's kind of cool, like, what if an angel came and was like, hey, this is what Jesus said, and you're just like, wow, I mean, I would be, I would write it in the Bible, I would everyone want to know, <laughs> Um uh, just crazy to think about and um, just crazy to think about. They're they're beautiful, they're gorgeous. Um next they are warriors and protectors. Now this is going back to the verse verse seven of Psalms thirty four when they encamp around those who fear him. Y'all I don't know if I mentioned this to you before because I know I have quoted this verse on the show, but I mean the reason for this verse like ever since I read this verse, whenever I pray for people that I know are going through spiritual battles, I also pray that well, not God will not only strengthen them, but He'll also strengthen the angels around them, because it is so much more than a person struggling with, you know, anxiety or depression, which, or so much more than someone struggling with like self hatred or suicidal thoughts, like it's spiritual battles. And it's so much more than someone struggling with pride. Like God strengthen the angels around them to fight off the demons that are making them feel this way. The the things that are attacking their spirits, Satan's lame attempts just trying to be cool like you because they have the Holy Spirit in them. <laughs> like God strengthen their angels. And it's cool cuz every time I do I envision the person on their knees in the midst in the height in the peak of their struggle just kind of almost in the fetal position on their knees and then angels just circled around them with their backs to them fighting off demons or angels standing up straight and like at their post or even sometimes when it's really cool because you know the person is really really strong but is still really struggling Seeing that person's spirit fight alongside the angels, I don't know. It's given a really cool perspective of how you see spiritual warfare. Um, to think that no, like God's fighting for you. He's got angels surrounding you, protecting you from. I mean, you've probably been shielded from things that are way crazy. But, so in Psalms ninety one eleven. It even says, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. It goes on to say, Later, I believe, that not even your foot will strike a stone. And it's really cool to think that of all the people, especially knowing that there are thousands upon thousands, infinite number of angels of all the beings in this universe, God cares about you and he cares about those who love him. And he protects them. That's really really sweet. Another thing, though, to note about this verse: this is the same verse that Satan quoted to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, saying, "Like, throw yourself off the rock if you're really the son of like if you're really this, like God will protect you." And it's just crazy because Jesus had a totally great comeback and won the temptation. <laughs> he never gave into it. But it's just another reminder. Side note. Satan knows scripture. He was among the angels worshiping God. He was there when it was all written. He knows scripture and he can use it. He can use it against you. Take it out of context. For example, like he did with Jesus. And using it to test the Lord. Like, memorize scripture. It will help strengthen you for the spiritual battles. Another verse Or another way that they're depicted as warriors and protectors is in the beginning when God set one up in the Garden of Eden. And after he had exiled Adam and Eve, after the fall, he placed with swords uh, an angel at the entrance of the garden to protect the garden. And now he wasn't protecting a person per se, but he was protecting the tree of life. Like know. Uh, really cool um also in the exodus angels were guarding the people uh daniel and the lion's den an angel shut the mouth of a lion god was like yep yeah, daniel you're gonna live because you serve me so well and you're gonna do well in this kingdom let me send an angel and the angel was just like shh no lion don't eat you're you're not that's great like fuck a lion and maybe that's really cool because it's something that we can visualize and something we can um, understand more. I just think it's really cool. Even in Acts 12, there are two instances in the beginning with angels where Peter was in prison, right, in Acts 12. And he, he had no idea how he's going to escape. King Herod had put him there and... So many people in the church were praying for Peter, however, a lot of Jews at the time were praying, uh hoping against Peter, especially since the way the movement of Christ,' is what they called it at the time was so new that's so contradictory to yet yeah, somehow fulfilling to all the beliefs of cultural Jews and an angel came to Peter. Like, unlock the gates, remove the shackle. He told Peter, get up, get dressed, we're getting out of here. And they just walked out. And it said that Peter didn't even realize that it was real. He thought he was dreaming. Until he, like, was a little ways down the street and he turned and the angel was gone. Like, an angel let him out of prison. And that's not the only time that's happened. But it's crazy because later in that same chapter, the same king that had put him in prison waiting to be executing him, he was giving an address. He was giving a speech, King Herod, and he was talking. And people said, oh, this is God speaking. This is God speaking. This is, you know, you are God, basically, equating him to the Lord, giving glory to Herod. And Herod, he didn't deny it. He was like, you know what? Yeah, glory to me. And an angel struck him down and he died and was eaten by worms. glorify the lord and all that you do i think that's all that we're trying to say (laughs) they are warriors and they'll i mean god uses them to go after individuals uses them to go after armies y'all in second kings 19 an angel killed one hundred eighty-five thousand assyrians that were against the people of the lord Second Kings 19, verse 35. That night, an angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. And the people got up the next morning. There were all dead bodies. The Lord, God fights the battles. That's, I mean, that's really him saying the battles already won. I've got the power. God sent an angel to kill hundreds of thousands of people. His will be done, man. <laughs> angels are warriors and they're protectors and they execute God's will in the most supernatural like far beyond our understanding ways isn't that crazy isn't it so nice to know that strength is beyond us like we can be strong we can be physically the strongest spiritually the strongest that we've ever felt ever been and yet God is greater God is better and he enlists and forces strong forces to help us like angels ah, did you know also they're messengers and warriors angels Hebrews Hebrews 13 2 let me redo this so this is a final exhortation or like kind of like a benediction the last part of Hebrews the author's given his last wishes not wishes but you know what I mean And it says, do not forget to show hospitality for strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Angels out here walking around like they're people. I mean, haven't you ever seen someone who, they're like, you know, they do something so nice and just so out of the kindness of their heart, just Something you needed that day, that moment, so obscure, but so specific to what you needed. And you're just like, are you an angel? Like, you helped me. You're an angel. No, angels actually, I mean, maybe sometimes you've said that to a human, but angels actually come down on earth and appear as humans to do the will of the Lord and to bless people. I mean, from, it's not just in the Christmas movies, guys. It's not just in It's a Wonderful Life. It's, I mean, it is a wonderful life because God literally has angels protecting you. How crazy is that? Like, those inexplici- inexplicable, unexplainable moments that you just know a person you encountered was divinely placed in your path. And this person is just helpful beyond belief. Be kind of strangers. You don't know you may be helping an angel. Wow. Wow. Another thing to know about angels and their role in their kingdom of God is that they're actually going to be there on Judgment Day, executing a lot of God's orders. Think of them as like, his like army. Um, yeah, in Matthew 16, verse 27, Jesus himself, he says, for the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory, this is the day of judgment, with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. He's going to come with all his angels. It even says in Revelations that the angels are going to be the one blowing the trumpets on that day. You think they have a good band? I, play, I bet they play some good music. I bet they, they probably play the best music. I wonder if some angels are even stationed just like, praise God all the time well they all do but you know what I mean like singing like a choir that'd be really cool I mean you we see it all throughout Revelation them praising God but are they like praising at a scheduled time or are there some people like designated 24 7 I don't know who knows but they're there they're there oh my word don't mess with angels that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna say they got don't mess with them because they God strengthens them And God, I mean they're warriors for his kingdom. And most of the time when angels appear to people in the Bible, I don't know if you notice notice this, but the first thing they say is don't be afraid. Because they when they appear, they're these giant bright light, celestial beings, the same kind that John just bowed down to on accident, mistakenly. And they just pop out of nowhere. So if you just see this breath, like that's scary. So it's understandable that people would be a little shocked. But isn't it crazy that in all their majesty they glorify the Lord? As scary as they seem, with the power that they wield, their strength only points <laughs> their strength only points back to God's power. Imagine just imagine, think of the most beautiful place you've ever been to on earth, where you say this is heaven on earth, paradise on earth, this view is magnificent, the nature, the people, just gorgeous, the most beautiful place you've ever seen, you see the skies, and the grass, and the trees, and it's just so glorious, like you know how, you, you cannot see this, and not believe there's not a God, or there is a God, I don't know if I got that right or not, but you know what I mean? Like, you you can't help but just know that God created all of that. Reflecting his glory, that's what nature does. Like, there is innumerably more in heaven declaring his glory with the angels, with, you know, the landscape of heaven. I don't know. It's just crazy to think about. Yet, even still, of all those glory like glory filled things that God created, even still, who are we to be made in god's image? so it's been we're lower than angels, yet God chose to reflect His image in you. He cares for you, that's why He sends angels to protect us. Firm demonic forces. That's why he sent Jesus to wash away your sins. Lord of angels, he sent down on earth for you to die as a sacrifice. What a love God has for you. He put his image in you, he sent Jesus for you. He sends his angels to guard you. He loves you so much for the one who's listening. Did you know actually that in Luke 15 10 it says Jesus says in the same way I tell you there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Think of all the people in the world all the celestial beings that we have no idea what they are, where they are. Who they are. Think of all the people in the world that God watches over and His heavenly hosts celebrate your homecoming. That's how much He loves you. So I mean it when I say, I don't say this lightly every episode, for the one who's listening, Jesus loves you. God bless. Y'all, if this has been a blessing to you, please go ahead and share it with your friends. Who knows? Maybe they'll be the one who needs to hear it. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get notified when new episodes launch. And follow along on Instagram at for the one underscore Thanks again for listening. Peace out.